Keeping it real and raw with Patrick Tremont. Hi, everyone. I don't want to control anything. No, not anymore. I remember when I was younger, I wanted to be the person that just held everything together. And I mean, not just with myself, but with those around me. And that is controlling behavior to some extent. You want to control everything so you can feel that you are in control and that you feel that you can have a choice and that you can do things whenever you're controlling not just yourself, but those around you. But when you get older, you start to realize that that is just harming yourself. It's just exhausting and it's time consuming and it's never good. Mm -mm. It's not. It's never good because you just get worn out. You just get tired. And trying to control everything around you, it's, it's, it's just hard. And it's one thing to sit there and have things in place. And you kind of, you know, seem to be a little, maybe a little OCD about it. You know, a little bit of, you know, whatever. But then you start to realize it's just not healthy for me. I don't want to control everything around me anymore because quite honestly, in your mind, you think you are. But you might be able to control some situations in your life, but you can't control everything and definitely not everyone. It's better to just worry about yourself and take care of those things that you can control and excel at it. It doesn't control doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be actually good. All you have to do is really excel <coughs> excuse me at something that you know you can control, but you're also doing it in a positive way. That's what it's really all about. You know, I can't I can't control anyone else, nor do I want to, but I can control myself. I can control my thoughts. I can control my words. I can control my choices, my actions, and my reactions. And I can control my future. And there's nothing wrong with that. And then when you're with someone that shares those same responsibilities and ideals as you, and then you're working together then everything flourishes. So it doesn't have to be about control. You're just you're you are absolutely just contributing to the good things that you can contribute and excel at. And that is what makes you happy and also those around you. Welcome to Sunday Renewal. I know that sometimes it's hard to sit there and just think, you know, it's very difficult to sit there and just think about the future. Everybody has these plans, right? What is that saying? We make plans and God just laughs, right? Is that what is it? Is that what it is? But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. We can all sit here and we can all make plans and try to do our best to follow through. I think that's what's really, really interesting in our life. We sit there 
we sit there and we plan out a food menu, you know, like a grocery list and and what we're going to cook that week. And we also sit there and plan trips, like what vacations we're going to take and what we're going to do. We also plan out, you know, like Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas. We plan all these things. And then we try to prioritize each one of those and make them work. Don't we? Well, don't we all do that? I know we do. And we all sit there and think, this is how it should be, and this is where it is going to be. But it's not always easy. It's not always easy to follow a schedule and a calendar, even though you should, and even though you you can, it's just not always easy to stick with that because we're human and we make those mistakes. We keep trying to excel in things in our life about making plans. And we keep thinking that we're going to, you know, just check off that list. Now, I don't know about too many people out there anymore that make lists, but I do. I do make a list. And there's really, honestly, nothing wrong with that. I like making lists where I can sit there and prioritize the the needs and wants of my household and try to accomplish those things. I don't care if it's from grocery shopping to, you know, scrubbing a toilet or running errands or doing whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever those lists consist of, we all want to be able to control it, correct? It doesn't always happen that way. We try to make plans and God laughs. Yeah. But it's really easy to sit here and say, well, you know, we can make a list and we can follow through and then we'll check them all off and then we feel accomplished. It's like, yeah, I accomplished this list this week. I got this done, that done, this done, and this done. Hey, I'm a winner, you know, but it doesn't always work that way. And sometimes when we see those two things at the bottom of that list, it's annoying because we're thinking, well, we just struck out. We didn't accomplish these things. We suck. But actually, we don't because those things are going to follow through on the next list. So no matter what and no matter how well you put a list together and how well you think you're going to make a plan and have these things and try to follow through, it's not always going to work that way. It's just not. And that's okay because you don't have to follow a list. You just have to follow your heart and get done what you can get done because nothing is going to happen. It's all going to be fine. And those things are still going to be there. So it's better to do what you can and do them well than to hurry up and rush and then get nothing done, you know, wholeheartedly and not get it done the proper way. Yeah. So lists are good and calendars are good and those plans are good. But, you know, sometimes you just don't need them. Well, I'll tell you what. Back in the good old days, we could sit there and just have, you know, what is it? Peanuts and Coke. Is is that what the Barbara Mandrell song said? You know, she was like, peanuts and Coke, whatever. Uh, What was that song? I was country when country wasn't cool. 
I loved it. I love that song. And it's still kind of cool. So whenever I sit there and listen to the radio, and if I'm listening to country and it has that, I just kind of crank it up. Because the good old days were good when you can actually sit outside and play and you were, you know, you didn't have any shoes on and you could just feel the grass and the dirt between your toes. And you could sit there and wait for the porch light to come on or the or the street lights to come on and you had your bike and you would just go down the road and come back and you know it's like your parents trusted you and you actually trusted people. And back then I'm not saying that bad things didn't happen in our world, but it just doesn't seem like it is today. You know, it just doesn't feel like it was back then like it is today. And the good old days were so great because Honestly, you could sit there and you could just be with your friends and you could just sleep over and have fun and, you know, ride bikes. You could just do everything it seemed like. And one of my favorite things was I've always been a snacker. I love a good snack, especially award shows. So that t- if that tells you anything, I loved award shows. Something about the recognition of people who are talented and artistic. They, I mean, I've always loved the arts. I don't care if it was painting, you know, music, acting, you know, drama, you know, plays, any of that, anything in the arts, I've always been drawn to. I'm just that guy. So when the award shows would come on and I'm like eight or nine and 10, I mean, my family would be like, this, he's so weird. He doesn't want to watch like this crazy movie or this kind of thing. He wants to watch the American Music Awards, you know? So I would go to the local little store and I'd get like my favorite little, they had these like small little bags. And I think that that's where you would put, and we, if you had the small bags, I think that's where they would, um, like they put a can of beer in now. And I would literally just put like a bag of chips in there, a candy bar. I got an icy and some other stuff like sunflower seeds, whatever my little snacks were at that time. And they changed up periodically. And the clerk would sit there and check me out and then put it inside this little bitty bag. And I always loved it. Then I get back on my bike, come home, sit in front of the TV and tell everybody, y'all be quiet. The awards are fixing to start. And they would just be like rolling their eyes or whatever. But they knew I was so into the arts. And um, and so and then sometimes I'd get up whenever the people would be like on the American Music Awards or any of them. And the performer would be performing. So I'd throw down the Funyuns right quick and get up and try to dance like that artist. I did. And um, I know there's pictures and videos somewhere out there, I'm sure of me doing this and um but that's what i did and sometimes i'm I'm sure i was annoying kid i was restless i had energy i was arty and i just love all that and i was never ever afraid of attention i was never afraid to stand up in front of anybody and be shy like that i was more shy starting the first day of school or something like that than i was to be in front of a group of strangers. Well, I guess if you're starting school, it's you're in front of your strangers if you don't know the kids. But I would just sit there and I would sit there and perform and do whatever was going on. If they were acting out a play or something, I think one time I was watching the Tonys and it was like Fiddler on the Roof. 
And that guy was singing, la, 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 whatever. And he had the beard and stuff. And he was doing some kind of, you know, jumping up and, you know, uh, clicking his heels and stuff, whatever was going on in that play. And I remember getting up, putting down my icy, and just mimicking him and trying to do it. And I think, you know, my brother and sister and and my parents were just like, oh boy, you know, and they, but they loved it. They knew that I was, you know, just that way and enjoying the, all these, you know, arts and stuff. And so I always felt growing up that I said, I belong in Hollywood. I should be going to Hollywood. When I became a teenager, I would say that around the house. And I think it was so annoying to my family. But I would. I'd go, I don't belong here in Mississippi. I belong in Hollywood. And they would just laugh. And so I'm sitting there thinking, now fast forward all these years later. And here I am talking to you. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I miss my calling. I don't know. Sometimes... You know, the Greyhound would pass by, and I thought, in that one of those stories of Hollywood, I like just like in the good old days, you pack up your banjo and your little your little bag, your little hard cased suitcase, and you get on that Greyhound. You've got ten dollars and fifty five cents, and you get to Hollywood, and then question mark, yeah, you never know. And so I often wondered, you know, I think there's a lot of talented people out there. There is. There's a lot of us out there that really belong somewhere, and we just didn't have that ticket on that Greyhound. We stayed behind with our hardbound suitcase and our banjo. But I tell you what, the good old days were always so wonderful. And I have many, many more stories like that. Because now, in, here we are today, and everything is so changed. And I kind of feel bad for some of the youth now, because it's just different. It really is. It's different because they don't get to experience kind of like the... They just don't get to experience the innocence that we did. But, you know, I was country... When country wasn't cool. It's been real in raw with Patrick Tremont.